Get Down with Bennett and Heather. This is episode 10. We made it to double digit episode. Yeah. Uh, it's a very cold, wintry night, June evening. <laughs> We're coming to you live from our uh, state-of-the-art podcasting studio, studio. in Melbourne. Yeah. We are drinking... It's a kitchen table. We are drinking a late harvest wine. You're bearing the lead. This is our first ever sponsored... Sponsored wine. We didn't pay for it. Possibly for a family member, possibly for a birthday gift. Yeah, still counts. Shout out to Mariah. Woo! So this the type of wine is late harvest. Yeah. I think they just threw all the extra. Love me some late harvest grapes. I think it's leftovers. I think they just threw all the extra grapes into a bin and called it wine. Um, it's not bad. It's from Margaret River, and which is in Western Australia. Mm Mm-hmm. Willie Abrupt. That's where it's from. Okay. Uh, it's all right. Sure. It's drinkable. It's free. <laughs> so, do you want me to get into the intro? Let's give me some intro. I have a most important question for you today. I'm ready. Have you seen Roger Federer's haircut? No. <laughs> it's very important. He cut his hair short and it looks fine. He looks very good. Yeah, like a true gazelle? Uh, yeah. I was going to talk about amazing. tennis later, but I'll pull it up now. I need you to pull up the photo. Uh, I just Google Roger Federer, Roger Federer haircut. Beast? Roger Federer haircut. We're going to do a live reaction Roger right now on the podcast. Federer haircut. Cause, so this is what he did instead of going yes, to France. Instead of going to the French Open, he got a haircut. And may or may not have dyed his hair. Okay, you think he's too old to have good color? Um, I think he... Ooh. Right? Okay. Right? It looks a little bit like one of his daughters did the top part. I think it's supposed to be styled like that. It's sexy. Okay. Like, what do you think? How are um, you feeling? How are you feeling for our fans? I get uncomfortable when I go to the barbershop here and they say, what product do you use in the morning? <laughs> and I say... A water and then air. So <laughs> maybe a towel. I don't think he actually wants to use product either. What do you think, though? How does he look? Uh, Returns from two month absence with new haircut. He looks the... good with the uh, with his bandana thing. Yeah, it's I kind of covering up his that. receding hairline a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thanks for that. <laughs> we also watched the first episode of the New Orphan Black season. <laughs> yeah, I watched it. I didn't capture any of its plot or anything. I think but that's the whole point. Yeah, but I loved season one because I like knew what was going on. It was like, oh my god, uh, what's going to happen next? Now I'm just like, what just happened? Yeah, but from season one, it was like getting more complicated as we went, and yeah. hopefully in the final season, it'll get less complicated as we go. Like, they you should be so? answering they questions. They introduced a brand new cult with a new leader who's 170 years old. They kind of introduced that last yeah. season a little bit. I still, I think I still have hopes for it. Okay. Um, I did not watch any of Orange is the New Black yet, and I'm going to get in big trouble at work tomorrow with one of my coworkers. I yeah. promised her I would start it. You were supposed to binge it? I was supposed to binge it, and I am not a good binger. And when I'm supposed to do something, it makes me not want to do it. <laughs> yeah, I found that yeah. to be true. So I just didn't watch it yesterday, partially out of spite. Partially because I wanted to watch Kingsman, The Secret Service, because uh-huh. Jen had mentioned it on the right. podcast a few weeks ago. She wrecked it. It had been on my list to watch ages ago. Obviously, I waited too long for it to be free, so I had to rent it. Yeah. Um, it was good. 
Yeah. I love dapper Colin Firth. Okay. I'm definitely into Colin Firth. I liked all the um, ridiculous kind of like training sequences uh-huh. and the whole like um, like blue collar kid with the heart of gold like uh-huh. makes a big kind of thing. It was horrifically violent. <laughs> like really, really violent. Hmm. Um, and also I like related a little bit too much to the villain. That's never a good sign. Not to his methods, but his whole point was that people are killing the earth like the reason that the earth is like quote unquote sick like has uh-huh. like global climate change is because there's too many people which is like a fact yeah but then he decided the best way to handle that was by giving everyone's phone a free sim card and when he like activated a certain like wavelength uh-huh. it made everybody go psychotic and start killing each other really violently this is like a sci-fi movie spy movie spy movie okay anyway wow um I would be interested in watching a second one, though, so we'll see. Maybe Jen will drag me to the new one. And someone dies at the end but isn't dead? What was she trying to spoil? Oh, uh, yeah, she spoiled that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Colin Firth. Dapper. Is very dapper, mm-hmm. and he gets violently executed in this one, but somehow he's still alive in the next one. I don't know how because he got shot point blank in the head. Some leftovers shit going on. They just bury him in the ground. Possibly. Bury okay. him in a box, and three days later he comes up. Yeah. Um... I also have been catching up on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Finally finished that season. Participated a little bit. I am very glad that there's going to be a next season because if they ended the whole show on this last finale, I would have been very upset. Um, So I'm glad it got renewed so that we can kind of get some resolution for what happened. Okay. But as I pointed out to you, they've done the same plot, like at least every episode that I watch. uh, Where they're like, oh, wow, we're going to introduce you to a real good person on a different... Uh, New York police squad and everyone's like oh yeah this person's the greatest and then about 13 minutes later they go I don't think that person's the greatest at all yeah so two finales in a row (laughs) season finales in a row they've used that Um, but to be fair the first one was from the FBI and this one was just a different police department you seem to have the most fun describing this Ryan Philippe cameo. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah. Um, Ryan Philippe. How do you say it? Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Philippe. Ryan, Ryan Philippe uh, had a cameo as the uh, black sheep of the Boyle family. <laughs> okay, he's the only one who's attractive and has done anything cool in his whole life. And Charles Boyle is like, oh, everyone hates him. He didn't even finish high school. And it's like he dropped out of high school to become a professional snowboarder <laughs> and make loads of money. <laughs> Anyway, that was a funny plot twist. Nicolas. Nicolas. Did you watch the episode where he was like, no, it's Nicolas. Yeah, Nicolas. Nicolas. <laughs> um, and I've also been catching up on Scam. It has been a very good season yeah. so far. You've overheard some of my reactions yeah. to season four. There's only like two episodes left, I think. And then it's the last season. That's it. How do you know? Because they announced it. Is it in English yet? No. Not even dubbed. Oh, there's probably a dubbed version, but I like the subbed versions better. Okay. I'm going to binge it sometime when you're not home, and I'm going to come back. You wouldn't even know where to find it online. S-C-A-M. Watch. I'll Google that. (laughs) It's not even how you spell it. (laughs) Anyways. That was a long enough intro, I think. Yeah, we've been introduced. So, do you want to start with your good news? Good news? Sure. Wait, we didn't do it. Good news. Bad news. Um, good news. It's a little bit meta. I'm going to talk about podcasts mm. while we're casting our own pod, as the people say. Nobody says that. So, kind of lost in all the shuffle of the Apple announcements last week, mm-hmm. which we talked about last week. It's all was anybody could talk about. An announcement 
that they're revamping the whole podcast app on the phone. Okay. Which is fine. But the bigger news is that they're actually going to give you some statistics, analytics about your podcast if you're a podcast producer. High five. Yeah. It's probably the dumbest thing about any sort of modern industry is that podcasts have grown so much over the past, you know, 10 years. Exploded. Exploded. And you, Apple will still not tell you how many people have downloaded your podcast. Yeah, that's bullshit. Because it's all, you just host your podcast on your own, and so you have to find out from your host who may, how many people have downloaded it. Yeah. So Apple is finally like, yeah, I guess we can put a counter up and tell you that. And they'll tell you, you know, do people actually listen to the episode? How, you know, how much of it do they listen to? When do they stop? And they're also going to let um, podcast creators do seasons and things because now all these Gimlet and shows are like, we do seasons because we're hip. Yeah. We're never going to do seasons. We're never going to do seasons. Just listen to this from start to finish. Forever. Yeah. Podcast episode 7,442. Yeah. So there's going to be new features like that. So it's going to get a little bit more, you know, it's not going to be quite as indie as it used to be Mm -hmm. where it was like everyone could get in. But it's going to be a big deal for people like Blue Apron, future sponsor Mm. of this show. Because right now people are just like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we have 20,000 subscribers. Now they're going to go into the stats and they're going to say, well, Ben and Heather, you guys actually have the 20,000. These (laughs) people at Serial, they only got seven. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Seven. So So we're going to hack in and swap the data is what you're saying? That's on its way. Yeah. That was my good news. Um, I was a little short on, like, actual good news news this week. That's okay. I felt like I had a lot of very small good feelings and not a lot of all good news, like, big good news. That's fine. One of my small good mentions, I know people are like, ugh, Dear Evan Hansen is so last year, I'm so over yeah. it. Yeah. But I was very happy for Ben Platt that he won the Tony. And Got a Tony. There's quite a few Tonys that the show won. Yeah. Did so, you get over your anger about trying to YouTube it illegally afterwards and not being able to see it? What? You were screaming at the YouTube. You were trying to find the Tony performances, and you were saying, this is just a video of text on a screen. It's frustrating, because I I never even found it. I got too annoyed. I was very upset, because whenever you try and search for anything on YouTube now, people have, like, the screenshot of the video you want to see, and then they go in, and it's just, like, some one either just talking about it and not actually showing it, like, on their tiny little, like, pop culture YouTube channel, or it's just, like, text being like, come download this if you want to see this video. I just want to watch the two-minute clip of the video. Yeah. Stupid. Okay. I've now started using Google to find videos on, like, a news website to then link back to YouTube because the YouTube search feature is This is, is the so future, people. Yeah. This is the future. Um, another just very small mention. Sorry for getting you angry during good news. Yeah. That's rude. Um, I have never been a fan of the little Funko Pop doll things with mm-hmm. the big heads. Huh? The ones that, that Jake always gets, the little, the head, oh, yeah, the yeah. dolls. That's like the third week in a row for a Jake shout out. I Ooh. hope you're still listening, Jake. So I've never been a huge fan of those. Uh, like we just don't even have anywhere to put them. Don't and, see any right now. But they're coming out with Parks and Rec ones. Okay. And they were really cute. There was like a little Sebastian. Uh-huh. There was Burt Macklin. Oh, I did see the little Sebastian one, yeah. They looked really cute. Although people rightly pointed out. Burt there was, Macklin, how many is that going to sell? There was no Aziz Ansari and there was no Retta. Okay. No, Donna. Yeah. Um, and I think there needs to be a treat yourself one of the two of them. Yeah. And I think there's no Ben Wyatt either. There needs to be a Ben Wyatt dressed up as Batman. Yeah. For sure. Okay. 
or Ben Wyatt with blueberry wine. Champion the three-legged dog. There's no champion. Baby Snow Owl. No Baby Snow Owl. There also needs to be um, a Jerry one for sure. And there needs to Gary be waffles. There needs to be like Leslie with waffles. <sighs> Anyways, they were really cute. My actual good news this is my favorite thing I saw on the internet this week. Yeah. Did you see that Twitter story about um, Disney songs on the plane? No. You don't follow my Twitter this Did week? Did the pilot sing songs over the no, airwaves? No, so apparently there was this mom traveling with her son and daughter. Okay. And the daughter got mad because the mom only brought the son's favorite movies, uh, none of the daughter's the favorite movies. And the mother was trying to convince the daughter, like, it's okay, like, Finding Dory still has a girl in it. Like, you can, like, watch Finding Dory instead. Kids, get a plane with Wi-Fi. Watch your own movies. Well, I think they were shit. young. <laughs> so... Uh, the brother then joined the sister's side against the mom wow. and said, I like Moana too. Why didn't you bring Moana? So they started loudly singing the songs for Moana. And the mom was like, shh, there's other people on this plane. Say you're welcome. But instead, all the other passengers started singing Moana oh with the kids. Oh my bonding. And then a German grandmother started teaching them the songs in German. What? And then a Japanese grandmother started teaching them the songs in Japanese. Wow. So then like half the plane like with, was singing along to all these different Disney songs, and yeah. the mom was just sitting there being like, this is the worst day of my whole life. Okay. That sounds magical. It was magical. just a really cute story. Yeah. It was a very, like, humanity still is a nice place sometimes kind of story. No one got dragged off the plane. No one got dragged off the plane. That's <laughs> a happy ending. <laughs> um, do you want to do your... Can I just jump into my bad news? I'm feeling yeah. the flow. Yeah. Two... Oh, one no. real bad news. One, yeah. like, bad mention. So we've been watching Silicon Valley, and there's this very odd new character with a very terrifying beard, (laughs) like looks like small birds would come flying out of it at any moment kind of beard. Yeah. And it's Haley Joel Osment. Correct. Like cute little boy that used to see dead people. Knew something was was familiar about it at first. He's a very familiar like twinkle in his eyes. Yeah, yeah. He's still got that twinkle. But he's got a beer belly and a nasty beard now. Yes. And we don't think it's all for production of this show. No, I think that's just what he looked like. And people were like, ugh. And then this Silicon Valley was like, yes, that is exactly what we need. We need you to look like you haven't showered in four weeks and you've come up with a startup in Silicon Valley. Yeah, I read one article that I think interviewed him and people's reactions were like, yeah, this is the the route that child actors should go. You should shed everything you're known for and go I for mean, something like this. Mark Paul, Mark Paul Gosler yeah. grew an ugly beard for his role as well. It's true, got one season of pitch under him. I know, under him, but I'm... <laughs> Anyways, my actual bad news. Yeah. What was the first bad news? That you don't like fat people? No, that Haley Joel Osment is terrifying looking now. Yeah. He frightened me. Yeah. Um, I'm so sick mm-hmm. of the Katie versus Taylor feud. Yeah. Number one. Katie looks terrifying. Well, other than that, I wasn't going to start fighting into people's looks because Ooh. I was going to say my biggest. You, you attacked Haley Joel Osment, no issues. Yeah, he just looks unclean. <laughs> he needs to shave that beard or trim it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, beard trimmers exist. Um, I'm just so sick, first of all, of, like, pitting successful females against each other. Yeah. You never have, like, two male artists, like, pitched against mm-hmm. either, do you? When's the last time you've seen, like, Harry Styles and Ed Sheeran hate each other? Yeah, no, I think they're good friends. And he loves Biebs, too. He's talking about how he was with Biebs. That's what I'm saying. Like, you never see, like, like Ed Sheeran, like, told mean things about Justin Bieber. Are they ever going to speak again? No. Or you never see, like, did but, Harry Styles drop his single the same day as Ed Sheeran's well, just to Harry fight? Harry doesn't sing bad blood. 
I know. I'm not saying like anybody started it. I'm not saying I, I don't, I'm not pointing fingers, but that's the whole point is that like the media just loves to have like girl on girl kind of fights. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. Oh, but they don't. Patriarchy. They, yeah, they don't give the same treatment to like male artists or very rarely. So wait, is your bad news that this is the media fault My- or that you want them to start arguing, stop arguing? I don't see why them arguing has to be that big of news. Yeah. Like, just because there's all this, like, gossip about who said what about who, like, there there wouldn't be these quotes about them if the media didn't keep sticking microphones in their faces and bringing it up. Wasn't Taylor, like, not accessible for, like, three months? So she just come out of hiding and that was the first thing well, she talked about? Are, I don't even want to give, like, any um, credibility to the rumors, but yeah. the, she came back onto streaming sites very close to the same date that Katie's new stuff dropped. Oh. So that's what people are saying. So then they're, po- they're pulling on these quotes and, like... I'm just, first of all, sick of it because it's not interesting to me. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I don't assume that everyone in Hollywood or everyone in the music industry likes each other. Like, no. no, Like, everyone in your your own tiny office doesn't like each other, never mind, like, in this massive community. Sure. So I think it's ridiculous to assume that, like, just because they're girls, they're all going to, like, braid each other's hair (laughs) and have sleepovers. Yeah. But secondly, like I said, I just am so sick of, like, trying to pit women against each other all the time. Yeah. Like, any little comment that they get made... It's like, ooh, is this song about so-and-so? Like, if someone writes, like, uh, like I said, if, like, Ed Sheeran writes uh, an angry song about someone, they're not like, ooh, did he and, like, Biebs get in a fight one night? Yeah. Like, there's not that speculation. There's not that, like, ridiculous, overplayed stuff in the media. So I'm just sick of it. If I see okay. one more fucking thing that's like, Katie and Taylor, are they still fighting? Or, like, Taylor trying to provoke Katie. Or Katie said this about Taylor. I'm so sick of it. I'm over it. Why is that news? Okay. We'll put, we'll put a filter on for you so you don't have to hear it anymore. Okay, blacklist it. Okay, you done? I guess so. Do you want to do your bad news? I have three mini rants to go on. Okay, this is going to be a long episode, I think. Go ahead. No, they're mini. Okay. Um, first one, just briefly touch on tennis since it's been a recurring segment. Mm-hmm. So French Open, do you know who won the French Open? My boy Rafa. Yes. So I'm not even going to rant against him because clearly he dominates that event yes. like no one else. Yes. My ranting is aimed at everybody else on the tennis tour, except for Roger. Of course, he was busy getting his haircut. Yeah, for two months. But like, I understand that the clay surface is completely different than what people play on the rest of the year. Yeah. But you'd think at least a couple of the guys would, would put a little extra practice in to maybe just get a set against him. But is it the only clay of, the, of all of them? It's the only clay major, but they were on clay for the last month and a half, other mm-hmm. tournaments. And he got he did get beat by um, Dimitrov, I think, in one of the other events in Madrid, I think. Who's the, who's the little one that I liked? Milos. What's his name? Milos is the giant tall guy. You didn't like him. No, who's the other one I liked then? Was it his brother? Which one? When we were watching the Australian Open, there was he beat like a famous person. Yeah, yeah, Zverev is supposed to get good. Zverev, he he totally screwed up in the this first. I think in the first that round. That was like of this the one. cute one, right? That He's I supposed to be the next. He star, was adorable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wears orange. Yeah. Okay, rant number two. Mm-hmm. Bob Dylan. Okay. We weren't recording the podcast back when he won this Nobel, Nobel Prize, Prize for literature, yeah. which made no sense at the time. And was just compounded by the fact that he refused to go and accept the award. And so the news from this week is that in order to get the money and to get the statue or whatever, you have to at least submit a speech. Yeah. Even if you don't go and give it, you have to like record it or something ridiculous. So he did it, which is, you know, annoying, you know, on its own that you had to force him to do it. And then people started um, researching 
and doing some searches based on his actual language in the speech, and they found that he pretty much um, cut and paste from the Cliff's notes of Moby Dick. He put some quotes in his speech from Moby Dick, but they were the Cliff's notes version. Yikes. So it was probably the laziest PR thing ever that someone threw together. That's embarrassing. Yeah. So I can't believe they ever, you know, gave it to him, thinking that it was some sort of cool, chic thing to say, oh, we gave it to a they poet, singer, somehow. songwriter. Yeah. It's like, there are plenty of authors out there writing actual literature. Who are dying to get yeah. any sort of award. Never mind the Nobel Prize. Okay. Um, and rant number three is about my wife, Heather. Yeah. What did I do this Because time? you were sneaky last week. <laughs> and you didn't, you're going to forget to bring this up. You didn't give me a chance to remember. That your to-read list on our primary sponsor, bookdigits.com, is unhealthy, unhealthily large. Okay. I'm going to look up how much it is right now. No, it's don't. It's 630. Second shout-out of this podcast. It's Elizabeth's fault. She can, she linked me 630 to, books. She linked she, she, <laughs> she linked me to a, like... Twitter that was doing a bunch of book recommendations and then to a second one and then begged me to look at them with her so she wouldn't feel bad about her to read list. You know what I'm going to do this weekend? I said I was no. done. You said, I, I said I was done developing new features on book digits, but I'm going to add one new feature, which when you click on your to read list, it's going to tell you if you're going to die before you finish every book on your to read list. I'm you going don't to know how fast I read. I do from book me. digits. I have your stats. I think it should just give you a warning. Warning, your your you're going to read die. list. <laughs> warning, your to read list is well, how many? You're over the your, maximum. Your goal is typically a hundred books or less, and you now have six hundred thirty books. Yeah, so in six and a half years, I'll have read all of those. Oh my god! I okay. am a fast reader. That was my third rant. Fine. I to get that out. It was a very personal attack. Yeah. Came out to have a good time, and I'm <laughs> very attacked right now. I think we should talk about books first, then, since we're okay. in book mode. So, this is this is definitely a book that I forced you to read. Young adult, bring it on. The children love the books. Good job. Mm. Put the books. So, this is very young adult, very hip. Yeah. Our book this week is A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Maas. A Court of Thorny Roses. Yes. Thorny Roses is the book of the week. Yeah. Um, I forced you to read this. Yeah. I have recently reread it. Correct. Because the third book has come out and I haven't read it yet. Yeah. But I'm going to reread the second book as well and force you to read the second book. Okay. And go from there. Okay. So I'm going to give the summary, but I don't want to give anything away to spoil anything for you. better not. So I'm going to let you do most of the analysis and I might jump in. So this book is very much like a fairy tale retelling or fairy tale mashup. But it's fairy spelled F-A-E, so it's really, really, yeah. Um. I meant really more cool. like folk tale, like metal. yeah. So it's basically Beauty and the Beast with a twist. It's Beauty and the Beast yeah. if Belle was Katniss from and the Hunger Games. Was very very sexually active. <laughs> okay. Yeah. On okay. screen. Sure. Okay. So Katniss, but in the Beauty and the Beast plot, having sex. There wasn't that much sex. Uh, he thrust it into her a few times. I mean, in the Beauty and the Beast movie. Bell made a very awkward they comment about his beard. Pat the horse. That's as close as they get. Oh yeah. Yes. You think that's it? You think they just read poetry to each other There's all something night? Something more that wasn't there before. So she is trying to feed her family, who are very, very poor due to some unfortunate circumstances they've come upon. Her mm-hmm. name is Farah. 
Yeah. It's a little name. too on the nose for fairy. It's basically fairy, but yeah. spelled differently. Names in this book were terrible. Um, so I'm going to call her Farah. That's okay. how I pronounce it in my head. Thank you, Rob. Or yeah. Foray. Ugh. Oh, terrible anyway. Farah. Because Farah is a real name. Okay. Just not spelled like that. So Farah um, is trying to feed her family who've come upon some hard times. She goes out in the woods hunting in the winter. Mm-hmm. She finds a deer, but then there's this massive wolf that's about to kill the deer. Mm-hmm. So she kills the wolf yeah. to get the deer to feed her family because they're running out of food and sells the wolf pelt yeah. in the markets. Yeah. Um, then this horrible beast comes knocking down on their door saying, you killed a fairy. The treaty for that is I have to take you... Um, I can either kill you now or come across the wall into fairy kingdom, which due to some treaty after a war has been separated from the mortal kingdom. Correct. I'll talk about the map later. (laughs) So he takes her to his like estate. Um, there's some like weird shit going down, but it's a beautiful place. She could have just sat there and, and and painted and been perfectly fine. And she created her own issues. Just paint. Just learn how to read. Oh my God. She could not read. Eat the food. Oh, um, so, much so anyway, she keeps trying to escape, even though he promises that her family's being taken care of. There's a lot of like evil creatures in the woods, and it turn, no. turns out there's some kind of curse upon the land. Of course, um, she falls in love with her captor, Tamlin, like Tamlin. in a little bit ridiculous kind of way, yeah. like very Stockholmy. Yeah. Um, and then he says, "For your own safety, I need to send you back to the mortal kingdom. Like shit's going down here, and I don't, I can't protect you." Yeah. Sends her back. She goes back and then, like, realizes she shouldn't have gone back. It was a mistake Uh. to leave, and she needs to go try and save him. So she goes back, finds out that there was, like, a Beauty and the Beast-esque curse where he had to get a mortal that hated fairies to then fall in love with him and say that she loved him. Gotta say it. Um, So she goes to the evil queen who's been, like, um, keeping everyone hostage and ruining the land. She goes there to try and save him. Underground. Under under the cave in the ground or whatever, Mm -hmm. the caverns in the ground. And then... Um, I think you have to stop there. Can't give away more. She she has to go through some tasks to try and save him. Oh yeah. So was that too long wow. of a summary? Sorry, I just no, read it. That, that does it. So, like I said, I have read the sequel, and the sequel um, gives some different perspectives on some things from the first book. So I don't. I read it this time. That was the other reason I kind of wanted to reread it because I wanted to look for some hints of things that come up in the second book. Is this chick still the the protag in the second book? Yes. Mm. Um. Yeah. And I don't want to get too much of it. I had I had issues with the second book and a lot of the writing style, but okay. it had some very good character development and very good like revelations of the world. So, but I don't want to give too much away. Most yeah. of my reads, uh, most of the things I was reading for this read of the book was trying to pick up on hints and stuff that I don't want to point out to you. Yeah, yeah. So, do you want to give your analysis, or do you want me to just ask a couple of questions? I have a few questions first. <laughs> okay. Now I've been out of the young adult game for a bit. Yeah. But like I was saying, you just read there was a yeah, girl. but before that, okay. In this one, there was a decent amount of thrusting, like I said, and some like random swearing. Like, like is that normal in young adult? This is like upper young adult, right? Yeah, um, I think this one was actually graded higher than the fangirl with the in Australia. Terms of what the age audience is for? Yeah, I think it said years nine and ten okay. instead of um, years. Yeah, I, six that just eight caught me off guard that it was a little bit vulgar in places, and I was like, I thought um, you, I thought young adult fiction was all like. I, I mean, even Fangirl, I guess, didn't really get too much into sex it explicitly. In, in John Green's books, too, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, this is years 9 to 10. Um, yeah. I guess if you could make it... I mean, it wasn't subtle. It was obvious what was happening, but there was no talks of dicks and things. Well, that was my other biggest question, was what does a beast have going on I think down he was there? in his human form when they... Or his uh, humanoid form. Okay. 
But it kind of seems like they melded, like he could like get claws even when he was a person. Yeah. Anyway, so you were concerned with it. the sexual content? A little bit. Okay. Should I have warned you about that? Maybe. Okay. Trigger warning Trigger for anyone warnings. who reads it. There is some fairly explicit sexual content in this book that's between two different species, essentially. Um, so, getting to the inside flap. The map. <laughs> what? Was that sexual? Yeah. Uh, the map. So, as yeah. has been pointed out for dedicated listeners of DD Get Down. All the way back in the first episode. Yeah. Not a fan of books with maps. Now, this book, my favorite book map of all time. It is so clear. It does not have any strange names, really. There's a clear line between fairyland and human land. And all the fairy parts have really... Go ahead, quiz me, see if I can guess them all. Okay, give me the seven So she was in spring court. Mm -hmm. So then there would be summer. Mm -hmm. And they'd probably call it autumn. Mm -hmm. And they would call it winter. Mm -hmm. So that's four. And what were the other three? And then the other ones were like... um, Dawn. Yep. Night was one. Yep. Dusk. What's the opposite of night? Day. Day. Okay. That's I it. got them. Like, yep. see how straightforward that is? And this one literally just has two labels yeah, and some I trees. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> and north and south. Oh, those simple compass. It didn't even have east and west. Just north and south. Sarah J. Mass, I love you so much. <laughs> I don't think she made this map. I think it's probably her illustrator. Okay, anyways. So, this map, like, map yeah. copyright Kelly DeGroot. Kelly, come come join our marriage. You're in. What? Can you check with me before we go all poly over here? <laughs> um. So, was in love with the book at the map stage. So page two. Yeah, but then this entire book takes place between human area and one court in this underground lair. Okay. And so I know you're making the face like, just wait till you get the second book. But I'm sorry. You give me a map with seven fucking courts? I expect to see at least half of those courts. Three and a half courts, please. Well, all those courts were being like taken over by the evil queen. Show me them. They're all being held hostage. Give me a little There's snippet. nobody there. Maybe, maybe Tamlin writes a little fan fiction about the other courts in between each chapter. <laughs> he did write some fan fiction, kind of, about Lucian's family, who was in the Iron <sighs> Court. Okay. Won't harp on and that fact too much more. And was from the Night Court. My two other main takeaways from the book. Okay, tell me. Tamlin can do better than that. Ouch! If he okay. had to get a chick to say I love you, could have done better than that. But it had to be a it had to be a mortal girl that could kill a fairy <sighs> herself. Yeah, that's a bitch of a curse. And he like lost all of that. That's the worst part of a reread. That like literally all of his friends went and basically committed some sort of weird murder suicide yeah. to try and get a human to kill them. Like they, yeah. that was weird. I, that part I picked up on it. This yeah, time like in the Beauty and the time. Beast, it's like, oh, the candlestick is trying to get them to be romantic. This one, it was like, we're gonna do whatever it takes. Right. It was like Lumiere, go out and see if you can get yourself killed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. So, anyways, not a fan of this fairer girl, and. Feyre. That's Not what it says. Not F E Y. Feyre. Yeah. Pronunciation guide. Feyre. Okay. And yeah, we won't get into the last section of the book too much, but there's a riddle involved. Yeah. Where if you solve the riddle, all the problems. And go it was away. such a fucking obvious. You couldn't have guessed that. Oh, uh, I guessed it. Yeah. Um. Now thinking about it more afterwards, I'm like, you know what? If I was an evil villain with like superpowers, I probably would get bored like after a few like. Dozens of yeah, yeah, dozens of millenniums or whatever. So I get it that at that point, maybe you would just want to fuck with people a little bit. But yeah, at least be a little bit more suave about it. And mm-hmm. no one's doing riddles anymore, girl. Yeah. Not in that the That was courts. so Tolkien. 
Yeah, seriously. So yeah, those were my those were my takeaways. You're gonna quiz me on stuff? No, now, I just had some like questions about how you felt about different okay. things. Um, what did you think of the main character and like the narration? It sounds like you don't really like Pharaoh very much. The weird reaction I had during the book, it was written in first person, correct? Yes. And I would read a chapter and go, I don't remember if it's in first person or not. It felt like like first person removed. Yeah, like you weren't actually getting much of her feelings on it. It was yeah. more of just So it was the very action. strange. Um or like someone else telling you what her feelings were. It wasn't yeah. really like like the young adulty part of it didn't really bug me, but yeah, her the way she did first person was strange to me. I on this re- read was very confused that she was the youngest sibling. Yeah. Yeah, the sisters confused me a bit. Yeah, I don't think that was very clear no. in the narration. Um what did you think of her relationship with Tamlin? It seems like you're a fan of Tamlin if you said yeah, he deserves no, he's a better. Rock star. And what did you think of like their relationship and how it developed? Um or, like are they good for each other or are they not good for each other? I like their like flirty stage. Mm-hmm. And then once yeah, he got a little bit animalistic and it just got a little intense, uh, I, I became less of a fan, I guess. Of their relationship or of him? No, I still loved him. Okay. He's the best. Okay. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the world building aside from the map? Like, did you I can't believe that the I fairy haven't world? been to the courts? So um, you thought it was underdeveloped because you didn't see the other courts, even though they were on the map. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess the imagery worked well. I thought the the mansion or the estate know, the estate that he was on that was cool. The way she described that the outside lands were a little bit more vague to me. The wall is kept kind of vague on purpose. If it's like yeah. a real wall or not. At one point it seemed like it was, and another point it seemed like it was just a force field. Yeah. I thought the cool part was when they kind of revealed that the whole time there had been fairies there, but they had, like, kind of hidden them from her. Yeah, that creeps me out a little bit. It was a little bit. bit creepy that, like, she wasn't told that people were watching her. Yeah. But it was also... Maybe one of them could have come out of hiding and taught her how to read. <laughs> They're a reading to be fairy. How to read. Is there a reading fairy? Like, like the tooth fairy. <laughs> um, and what did you think of Resant? The night court guy and, like, the deal that he made and yeah. stuff. Like, do you trust him? Do you not trust him? Like, do you think she should have made the deal? How did you feel about that whole dynamic? So, he was interesting when he's he first makes an appearance earlier in the book, I think. The whole part where they're in this, this underground lair where she's sort of captive and they're like, oh, you just have to scrub some floors while we do weird things to you. And she's sort of free and sort of not and making deals. I, that was not my favorite section. I I'm definitely like, like the first half of the book. The yeah. pacing of that section seemed yeah. really weird as well. Like yeah. I was reading this time going, how have I not gotten to any of the tasks yet? Mm. And then the last, like the parts between the tasks, the pacing's weird. And yeah. then like the actual tasks take up so little of the book, even though like the whole plot like, hinges on Go it. read Goblet of Fire, Sarah. <laughs> That's how you do tasks. Yeah, it's just, just true. Okay. Um, one last question. Okay. Do you have any either predictions or hopes for the sequel? Because I am going to make you read the sequel just to get your opinion on it. Um, it's long, but I think if you want more of the fine. other It was courts. a quick read. So, yeah. I mean, not to give it away, but these characters that we've known in the first ones are... So there are issues in the other courts. You know, the things they fixed in this one, I assume, have not made a perfect fairyland. Right. Uh, d- does her family get involved anymore, or are they past tense? You don't know. I'm not going to tell you. Oh, God. Does she have a mother in the first, first She's book? She's dead. She's probably not actually dead, is, is my dead. guess. Okay, sure. So that's your prediction, and do you have any hopes? You said you want to see the other courts? Yeah, that the main character would die. <laughs> <laughs> and 
am I going to be satisfied? We'll see. Okay. Okay. So you're, you're, you're agreeing on air right now to read the next book. Sure. Okay. I'll get it from the library for you. Okay. All right. Are we going to go into our TV show for this week? Let's do it. So we are going to talk about Netflix's Aziz Ansari's Master of None. And a shout out that it's one of the few things we've we've talked about on this podcast, which we have not illegally watched. We straight up, again. straight up had access to this one. Yeah. Um, questionably legally, I prefer to use that term. Let's not implicate yeah. ourselves here. Master of None, season two. So you seemed a little hesitant to watch season two, and I convinced you that we should have like a good half hour. Like, yeah, it was on my list, but I wasn't like, I need to jump on this straight away. Yeah, but we finished it in like a couple weeks. Yeah, it's ten episodes, most of them short. So uh, do you want to go I've this? never had such strong positive and negative reactions From to a show, show, episode to episode. In the same season. So I'm just going to go through one through ten, and I think we'll just do a minute on each. In order? Yeah. Can I just make one general go. comment first? Go for it. I think that the topics and the perspectives are the strong point of the show. Yes. In that Aziz Ansari, as an Indian American man, mm-hmm. has a very different perspective than most showrunners that most shows that you see. Definitely. And as like the whitest white person of all time, yeah. I appreciate that it's different storylines than usual. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate getting informed or educated or I don't know what the right term is, but woke. <laughs> I didn't want to use woke. <laughs> um, but I just appreciate like learning about some of the different topics from from his perspective. Yeah. Not a white person saying this is how this topic is. Yeah. But like from his uh, a person of color's perspective on these things yeah. and in a way that's still funny and entertaining to watch it's not like a documentary sure. so i think they did a very good job of making it accessible to someone who's not been in that situation mm-hmm. while still being like informative it's very that good. being said some of those episodes yeah. the there are some of the episodes in general yeah. like the it was very scripted or too scripted yeah. or poor dialogue and some or, bad acting as and well. some bad acting some on aziz's part and some of his other people that he cast but i just we'll felt into. like so i finally started watching dear white people yeah and related to what i just said yeah and i have the same issue with the first couple episodes of that in that like the topics are good the dialogue is good even the characters are pretty good mm-hmm. but some of it just seems so scripted like it does not seem like a word-for-word conversation somebody would have, it yeah. seems like they're reading off of, like, a, an actual script. Like, yeah. it doesn't come off as natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that's just because these are, like, lower-budget shows a and they don't bit. have, yeah. like, top-level script writers and script editors. Mm-hmm. But it just pulls me out of the episode or pulls right. me out of the narrative a bit when they're like, next, we are going to talk about this popular issue that has been Correct. bothering us today. <laughs> like, that's what it comes yeah. off as sometimes. My overarching comment is that, and I didn't do a careful study about this, but the more times Aziz's name showed up in the credits, meaning that he wrote, directed, starred, blah, 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 those tended, I think, to be the weaker, the weaker episodes. Because there's this thing that actors have, which is like, I have to write, star, and direct in everything. Well, um, I think it just means, I don't think it's necessarily like ego or anything. I just no. think it means he has a vision and wants yeah. to see it. But I don't think any one person can really like fulfill something creatively. No. If you want to do that, go write a book on your own. But if you want to make a TV show, you're going to have to rely on other people. Right. All right. You ready for some rundown? Sure. 
So episode one and two were the ones that were in Italy. Mm-hmm. So episode one is the cute one where you're introduced to his whole Italian life. And he's making pasta with the Nona. chubby little kid yeah. and all that. The iPhone it's getting stolen fun. is a little bit dumb, but overall it's a fun way to introduce us back to the show. And it's like a fun new setting because the first one was very yeah. much New York City-ish, so it's like yeah, yeah. interesting to have a different setting and see Dev in a different setting. Yeah. Episode two... Is when Arnold shows up. I thought this was a very poor episode where they go to that wedding and they do like this sitcom trope where it's like, Arnold's going to break up this wedding because he's still in love with the bride yeah. and it's just uncomfortable for And like for Arnold everyone. and Aziz have a cute, Arnold and Deb have a cute yeah. dynamic and like the big bud, little bud kind of like had some cute little mentions, yeah. but the overall plot was very awkward and a bit stilted. Yeah. Not my favorite. Now, Religion was episode three. Probably one of the more insightful ones insightful is the right word absolutely the worst acting it was all his actual family which i'm sure makes the storylines more realistic yeah but the act it was rough like the cousin was rough his dad is very cute cute, but i think they're cute because old people like they i think they have that cute like old person dynamic even if their like line reading isn't very good right i think they have cute chemistry with him obviously because they're his real parents yeah I don't know. I even thought maybe that episode could have gone a little bit more deeper into the issues. To me, it was left me with was like, yes, this religion has old customs and younger people are not a fan of them. No, I think it was more of how much do we um, pretend or how much do we follow these customs just to make our parents happy when yeah, we don't no, believe that part in was that. Good, right. Like, I think the, the main focus of it was less of what customs are modern and what aren't and more of like younger people a lot of times only follow the customs not because they believe in them but because they don't want to disappoint their relatives so i thought that was interesting and i mean that's no matter what your religion i think that comes up as well it it seems like maybe it's more of an issue with um people of color or in this case they were seeing seeming like there's more cultural things like if we like were to eat meat on a friday like during lent like it wouldn't be a big issue yeah um Maybe that's just our families. I don't know. Sure. But I think even with um, our families, it was like, do we want to have a full Catholic wedding? Mm -hmm. Like how many of our family members are going to be in support of that? And how many people do we know that are going to be like, oh, why do we have to sit through 45 Mm -hmm. minutes of church just to come to your wedding? So even those kind of decisions, I think that that was a relatable episode. It was gave me a new perspective on things and it was insightful. But it also is still relatable for anyone who has yeah. parents that have like strong religious beliefs or strong beliefs different yeah. to them. But you should have rehearsed the the script a few more times. Yeah, or if they weren't comfortable with those lines, change <laughs> the lines a little bit. Yeah. Episode four is first date. That one I liked a lot. That was where they did like the Tinder yes. type thing, and then they really smartly weaved the different dates into the same yes. shots. It was clever yeah. and like refreshing and like modern without being like i'm a millennial hey bae yeah like it was on the nose and like very relevant to today's society but without being trying to be too cool or trying to be too young by the end of this season i was like so tired of like watching him play on phones and type on phones but i know it's super realistic obviously but it's just so much of his time is spent on the phone oh god you're gonna hate scam Oh, boy. <laughs> Episode five is the dinner party. I don't have any 
Well, that's the John Legend one. Yeah. And that's, that's the first time Creepy Jeff is kind of correct. introduced. And Francesca... Comes the, back to New York. Right. So that reintroduces yeah. the Francesca thing. That one I was just kind of indifferent to. It was... Yeah. It seems like we had the feeling that some of these um, like standalone type episodes, which right. just lead into the next one, I guess, yeah. were stronger. And some of these in-between ones that were just trying to get the plot from A to B to C were yeah. a little bit weak, especially like that dinner party one. It wasn't very memorable, I don't think. Yeah. So episode six was New York, I Love You, which was the Fantastic. best one. Best episode, probably. Yeah, where he did a few little vignettes, and he wasn't really in it, but they all met together in that movie scene at Yeah, the end. and he weaved through, like, um, him talking to, like, the Uber driver, who yeah. then, like, talked to the doorman, who then talked to, like, the... Um, whatever, like they yeah, connected yeah. all the, the way shop, the, the bouncer, deaf shop owner, the bouncer. That. Yeah. That was a fantastic episode. Yeah. It seemed very realistic. But... I love the cab drivers. And when they got into that restaurant and met those girls, that yeah. was so fun. Um, also very interesting to me because usually when you think of a TV show about New York, you think of fucking white girls. You think of sex in the city. Right. You think of friends. You think of girls. Well, that was the interesting part was the, the apartment scene where they were focusing on the bellhop and stuff. The white characters getting into marital disputes were the background characters. That was the yeah. It wasn't Gossip Girl. Problem. Yeah, yeah. Like literally every like major New York show I can think of that shown in perspective. Yeah, is like white people in New York, white girls in New York. Yeah. So I thought it was really poignant and well done to show the different side of that yeah. and have you like you said the white people being the background characters that kind of suck. Yeah. And showing the struggles of the other people that live in New York. So that was amazing. Yeah. Episode seven was door number three, which I think that cupcakes? one had a lot of cupcake that was the activity. Of the cupcake stuff? Yeah, eh, whatever. And in the end, he goes with Chef Jeff, and they make this. You know, he gets offered to do the more seasons of that show, and then they end up doing. He does a kind of a counter offer. Yeah, but that was another plot heavy one that didn't add to too much. Yeah. Um. Then the next one is Thanksgiving, which I didn't love at first, but then once I got a sense of what was going on I liked it and by the end it was really and I've cool. always liked that friend like they seem Denise, to have a, yeah. a weird cast of characters for his friends yeah. that sometimes come and go and you're like who's this one again she wasn't in very much other than this I in the think. first Maybe. season she was in you know, but I mean this season oh. yeah. yeah she was in a little bit in one of the first episodes uh, she was in it in that religious episode a little bit he yeah. talked to her about yeah. like her family yeah. but yeah that episode it had a bit of a slow start you're right but once it got going and it was just all the different Thanksgivings yeah. I really liked it and you liked the Jennifer Aniston bits yes Oh, she had a thing for for Rachel. Um, so I really liked that episode. Mm-hmm. Same thing, like different, like issues, the same issues we've seen in other TV shows, but in a, yeah. from a different perspective and really well done. Yeah. And just really interesting to watch. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I really liked that one. Mm. Nipples and toes. Nipples and toes. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like 54 or something. Yeah. What was your screen name again? Nipples and toes 54. <laughs> and was that toes and nipples? Nipples and toes. <laughs> That was great. And Deb's dynamic was, was funny to watch in that, too. Because you see yeah, him yeah. a lot with his own family. But it was right. funny to see him with, like, no, childhood he's friends. He's awesome and... as, like, the secondary character, I think. Yeah. And then the last two that we watched this week were where it was, like, just Francesca all the time. <sighs> Rough. Like, so you tense. You stopped looking at the screen a, a few time. times. I was you having a hard time. You can't handle that kind of tension. No, I can't. And he's sort of, like tension like that kind of tension or embarrassed potential embarrassment it yeah. like makes me like go into my shell like I'm a so i thought the episodes definitely had a lot of tension and were compelling to watch but i have some issues with it and it's the same issues that i've had with other sorts of movies and tv that deal with this topic um where you're trying to where you're they're trying to get you to root for the person to break up the marriage or the engagement i have an issue yeah. with that right off the bat 
And Lost in Translation was the example I gave you, even though you've never seen it. Sorry. But they make the, in that case, the boyfriend to be such a douchebag. It's like, well, obviously she's going to want to go sleep with Bill Murray. I mean, they were pretty careful not to do that in this one. Like, even in the. Really? I think Pino? so. Pino? But they didn't have him cheating. They had him kind of like not paying as much attention to her. But I think in the in the last episode, they make a point to say like she was like, I wish she was cheating on me. Like the the point is that yeah. he's not he's not a bad guy. You got that. I got it. That they only his only character trait was that he loved tiling, and I felt like they. I'm, I'm uh, not. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying they didn't. Um, I agree with you that they didn't develop his character very well. Like, yeah. you were never going to be rooting for him. But I also think that they didn't intentionally defame... Like, there was no defamation of his character. Like, they, they didn't build him up to be good, but they also no. didn't, like, build him up to be abusive or to yell... He, like, maybe yelled at her one time, but yeah. he they didn't, like, make it out to be him evil either. So you don't think they were, like, urging you to, like, root for them? I mean, they want they wanted you to root for them, but I don't... I think they did it more by trying to show you the connection between the two of them, like in that second to last episode and less from like Pino's evil. It was more just like Pino's busy with work. I'm bored. I feel for Pino. Okay. Francesca is very pretty though. She's nice to look at. The second to last episode. That was the long one. um, On Marcion Paul. Yeah. That was the long one. Yeah. And I thought that was, um, I was impressed at how like, I don't want to say realistic, but it didn't play. The will they won't they. The will they won't they. It didn't play like a rom-com and it didn't play like The Office. It kept getting close and then it would back away. Taking out the fact that she's engaged, I feel like it played really true to how people are in real life of people trying to get together and not sure if the other person like is feeling it as well. And that kind of vibe of like, are they into it? Are they not into it? I don't know. Like there was a lot of places where I thought they were going to kiss and I was like, oh, this is not like a rom-com movie. Like they played more true to real life where there's a lot of these moments where you could and then nothing happens because neither of them do anything about it. Yeah. And I thought that, um, is kind of awkward and scary. It was to watch sometimes. I thought it played pretty true to real life, whether or not they're engaged, but obviously that added a different twist to it. Um, the last episode I thought did a good job of, making Francesca not be the bad guy. Yeah. Because I think, like, in the second-to-last episode, it's a lot from Deb's perspective, and he's talking to Arnie about about their relationship and stuff. And, like, she's kind of coming off as, like, she's teasing him or tempting her or whatever. Yeah. And then the last one, I think they do a good job of building her perspective that's being, like, my whole life is in Italy. My family is there. I work there. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you want me to do? Just never go back there because I had fun with you for a month? Right. So I think that it was good that they kind of tried to switch the perspective a little bit. So yeah. you, cause at first I was kind of like, Oh, but they're like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Well then Arnold had the best advice when he was like, dude, you're having fun now, but it's gonna be a shit show. If you try to make this work long term. Yeah. Set like straight, like she can't just move there just for him. And that's the only person she knows. She has no job. She's yeah. left her whole life. Like they're going to be so resentful. She can't read either. <laughs> she can read. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, maybe not in English. I don't know. Yeah. So I thought towards the end of that episode, they she did a very know good, what they did a very good job of like playing devil's advocate kind of, yeah. of being like, yes, we've built it up in the, other episodes so you want to root for the two of them because they're cute together they have a connection whatever whatever but then kind of showing that like she has a lot more to lose than Dev does in this situation correct like in terms of the risk that they're taking he has nothing to lose and she has everything to lose like if it doesn't work out she will no longer have her family support probably she'll be in a different country does she even have a visa excuse me yeah get into that visa episode it's gonna be episode one and next next year is her trying to get a, a visa and guess what? He ain't got no career anymore, so he can't support this yeah, girl. Yeah, his career has just gone. Should we, whole, should we talk about that a little quickly, bit? Just quickly, the whole career arc in this one was I could have done without. 
Uh, it, I guess it was worth it because you got a Raven Simone <laughs> uh, guest starring appearance near the end. Yeah. But Chef Jeff was just a terrible guy, you could tell from the beginning. Although I think it's interesting that mm. I automatically picked up on the sexual harassment thing and it took yeah. you a little bit longer to pick up on that. Yeah. And I know that that sometimes happens with TV shows. Is I think you were like doing the dishes. Mm-hmm. Um and I was watching a bit more carefully, but as soon as they like, he was like, where was Lisa? I was like, what happened on the set to make you her know. leave? And you were kind of like, why are they talking to this random guy named Graham? Yeah. And I was like, I bet she left because some weird shit went down. And then when he went to talk to her or when they brought up the thing about Chef Jeff and I was like, ah, that's why Lisa left. Yeah. Like I connected it immediately. You're so right. you were right. The patriarchy. You can spot the, the patriarchy, patriarchy from a mile away. Um... So are we going to watch season three? What, how, what was yes. your overall feel well, on this season? it's unclear about whether or not they're going to get another one. Now three? Netflix is canceling everything. Who knows? Especially shows featuring people of color. That's so true. these may be in trouble. We'll see. Okay. We're, we're going long here. We got to wrap up. I told up. you it was going to be long. Let's do rapid fire lightning round things coming up. Okay. I'll go first because I have two and I bet I'm going to copy one of yours. And you're not going to care about any of mine. Okay. We'll go through them super Go quick. ahead. First off, a John Wick TV show. I talked about how I didn't like the movie last week. Yeah. Uh, the TV show is going to focus on this hotel where all these assassins hang out and don't actually kill anyone inside the hotel. That was like the one interesting part of the movie to me. Mm-hmm. But no, still won't watch it. Mm-hmm. Number two, I assume you're going to talk about Chris Colfer. Yes. I assumed you weren't going to care about it. Don't care, no. So go ahead. You, His hair looks you nice in that photo. Him. You love everyone's hair except for mine. Well, I never said anything bad about your hair. I like uh, your hair getting longer. You just need to give it a bit of a trim. Um... <laughs> So, um, Land of Stories is going to be yeah. a movie. Uh, TV show, I thought. I thought it was a movie. It said Fox. I thought it was Fox, like, Searchlight Pictures, a movie. Oh, gosh. I did not read the article. Clearly. <laughs> um, okay. So, his Land of Stories, which is his, like, children's series. I read the yeah. first couple of them. They were pretty good. The first one, the writing was a bit shaky, but it got much better in the yeah. second and third ones. But the plot is solid, and it's a very cute story. That's the young adult I can get behind. There's no thrusting or swearing, right? It's for, like, middle schoolers. Yeah, that's what I want. Um, so, that's going to be made into a movie. So, I'm happy for him. I think yeah. that'd be a really cute little kid's movie. It's going to be live action. He's I hope it, it gets a real budget because it could be real, real, hand-drawn real dodgy, real dodgy if it was just, um, like a couple people in weird mascot costumes. Yeah. So I hope it's good for his sake. Okay. Um, Battery on the laptops run low. So rapid fire. Okay. Other things you're not going to care about. Yeah. Voltron legendary defender Don't season care. three is coming no. out soon. It's That's, basically power Rangers, right? When they're like, let's form it's Voltron. It's power Rangers plus transformers. Yeah. Okay. Um, I see why that would appeal, I guess. It's just a fun 30 minute, 22 minute cartoon. I used to I have enjoy. the green Power Rangers dagger. Do, 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 Stop. No one wants do, to hear that. Why didn't we see the new power on the new Power Rangers movie? Go on. Next. Anyways, um, Yuri on Ice is having a movie apparently. And I don't know what it's Believe about. It when I see it. It's not like a remake of season one. It's supposed to be like, I don't know if it's between season one and season two. I don't understand. But of course I would see it. We'll need more deets next week. More details. I looked for more details and I can't find them. I don't think they've released them. Thing, yeah. And it's probably only going to be in Japanese released in Japan. That's fine. We'll learn. We'll learn Japanese just for the Yuri on Ice movie? Yeah. Okay. Get Duolingo fired up. Let's okay. go. Um, book series that you hated? Suki. Um, Queen's Thief book series. Oh. Yeah, I got an alert in book digits that said new stuff from this series you hated. Because Thieves by Megan Wellen Turner. Because Thieves, there's gonna be thrusting in that I one. I don't remember any of the books. Sorry, Elizabeth. That's a third <laughs> shout out this week. Oh, that's the same uh. person. Does that count? Um, 
so I don't remember those ones. I'll have to reread them. I don't even have the books here with us in Australia. Darn. So I'll put it on my to-read list, but it might be a ways off because I'll have to reread them. I'll wait for the movie. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you knew about this one. It's a music one. Pulling okay. some music. Jim and the Pogolos. Has a full That's a album. throwback. It's a throwback. This is like a deep cut of Darren Chris level. Yeah, it's like a lot of a lot of three stuff. layers down yeah. at least. Um, so there's, there's a guy named Jim Povolo. Yeah, he's not in the band, is he? I don't think so. But his friends named the band Jim, Jim and, and the, the Povolos. Yeah. Okay. Check it out. That's our music wreck. So that is there's a full album of that. Um, I get a little bit concerned that it sounds sometimes sounds a little bit too produced in my basement. Yeah. But. Not everyone can have a studio like this. (laughs) Yeah. So I thought you might be interested to check that one out as well. Okay. I think that's all for my upcoming. Um, Please remember to check out our Twitter page. I've been working pretty hard this week. Heather worked so hard on it. All of the links and the stories that we talk about or all of them that I can then find a week later are up on our Twitter. So if you're curious about any of them and don't want to Google them yourselves, check on our Twitter over the next couple of days. And yeah, remember that we're posting from Australia, so you can get up in the middle of the night and get fresh content from us. That's true. I mean, I try and do it you try correct space time it zones. Out. I try and do it either our morning or We're a worldwide enterprise is what I'm saying. Yeah, so if you are interested in any of these links and are too lazy to Google them yourself or don't remember what we said an hour ago on this podcast, yeah, check I on don't. our Twitter. Our Twitter is ddgetdown. Yeah, are we verified? We're not. Okay. We have not very Next many followers. Next week, I'll, ask, I'll check in again. And my personal Twitter, if you want a weird mix of pop culture stuff and angry political rants, it's at Heather324. Yeah, it's heavy. <laughs> Interspersed with some cute things. Uh, on occasion, yeah. <laughs> and you don't use your Twitter, so no, oh well. Just um, shout out my name. I'll also, if you running. want to see... <laughs> that sounded like a song. We're about to burst some songs. It's going to be our ending song. Um... If you want to check out my ridiculous to read list, you can oh check my God. on bookdigits.com slash user slash Remus Lupin. And it's B double O K D I G I T S dot com. And you can make your own account if you don't have one. And Not track... .com, au. We're straight up dot com. Dot com. And you can track your own to read list. Yeah. Um, and find out if you're going to die before you finish reading all the books. That feature hasn't been added yet. That's in yeah. the future. So thanks as always for listening to our rambling. Yeah. And have a lovely week. See ya. Thank you.